Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Jim Ryan. And together we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And before we get to all that, Jamie, I just want to say Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year. 2020. It's been a heck of a year uh, for so many reasons yeah. for folks across the country and the world. And I, I got to say, uh, making this podcast has been a bright spot throughout an extremely odd year. Yeah, Jim, I've got to agree with you. This has been um, super fun transitioning into our closets at home <laughs> and continuing this this weekly ritual as we have. It's been really, really nice. And I wanted to say um, thanks to everyone who's been listening. Um, we just passed our one-year anniversary as well over this past fall. So it's been just a really cool year to share all of these adventures and stories and experiences with everyone. Yeah. So we hope you've enjoyed it and that, uh, you know, that you continue to enjoy it as we move forward into another year. Yeah. I mean, Jamie, obviously we we can't say, you know, we don't know what 2021 has in store for all of us, right? That's a fool's errand to try to predict <laughs> at this point. But I do know that the new year, at least for you and I, is kind of an opportunity to scheme for the coming months. And one of the schemes that seems to be pretty popular these days is building out the ultimate mobile base camp. Yeah, Jim, I've seen a lot of these around and this is this week's show is dedicated to those vehicle buildouts. So you know the kind of tricked out sprinter vans or your old school Westfalias, your modified SUVs or minivans, the kind of cars you can use to get to the trailhead and sleep comfortably along the way and once you get there. We know several people who have tricked out their own vehicles, including friend of the show Samantha Bacall, who you may remember from the camp cooking episode and Oregonian videographer Dave Killen. But for today's show, we reached out to a person who has created one of the slickest adventure vehicles I have seen out there. We have Brooke Weber, a Portland-based artist and adventurer who built out her own van in 2020. Brooke, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. And before we get started, I, I want to give our listeners an idea of what your van looks like, because you don't have pictures here on audio, obviously, and um, we'll throw some in the show notes, but it's downright beautiful. So can you just Thank like, you. <laughs> just like give us some, some brief description of what it looks like? Yeah. Uh, it's a 2019 Ford Transit. So um, visualize a, um, 
an Amazon Prime delivery vehicle, basically. <laughs> um, but white. Um, the interior is um, all wood cabinetry. It's painted blue, which seems to really stand out to people because I think a lot of people generally opt for white, which is also a good idea because it really brightens up the interior when you don't have very many windows. However, the white gets really mm -hmm. dirty really fast, which I also noticed because I have uh, white upper cabinets um, and a very dirty dog. <laughs> so it's definitely difficult to keep clean. Um, so yeah, I have um, blue cabinets on the bottom. The ceiling is uh, made with cedar fencing, which sounds really strange probably, but we planed it down. We cut them into skinnier strips and put them up there and it looks really nice. So um, yeah. And there's, you know, the, the quintessential uh, bed in the back that's uh, stationary. It doesn't move. Um, underneath the bed is where I keep all of my crap, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's a little table and a little kitchenette and a couple of bench seats. So from the outside, normal Ford Transit van. From the inside, uh, kind of mm -hmm. your perfect, sounds like super cozy adventure mobile, if you will. So yeah. I want to know all about this. Uh, I'm the kind of guy who's been dreaming of doing something like this forever. You know, you know, uh, yeah. basically all outdoorsy people have had that idea at some point. But you, you actually yeah. did it. So speaking generally here... Why would someone want to build out a vehicle or a van like this? Oh, wow. So many <laughs> reasons. I mean, and it, it's all extremely personal, of course, but some people do it because they don't want to pay rent, which has gotten really expensive. Um, so it's it can be a way to save money. Uh, some people do it because they want to travel across the country and see as many places as they can. And other people do it because um, it's a great way to, even if you're just using it for the weekend, it's a great way to just get out there in the middle of nowhere, have all of your stuff with you without having to set up a bunch of stuff and take it down. Um, and just to have like immediate access to, to trails or rivers or lakes or whatever you're adventure thing is um there are just a ton of different reasons that people do it for me personally it was um i had already actually lived in uh my Eurovan for a couple months last fall and i had bought that van as just kind of a um a weekend travel road trip type of vehicle but um then i sold my house <laughs> last year and decided that it would be a good idea to just like take off and see what that was like. And I really enjoyed it and I felt really at home out there. However, my vehicle, the Eurovan was just too small and felt really limited. And so when I came back for the holidays last year, I had already had it in my mind that maybe I could try to like see if building a vehicle what building it out was something that I would actually be able to do, even though I had absolutely zero skills building anything and never done anything like that before in my life. But um, 
it just felt like if I wanted to continue having this experience, I needed to make myself more comfortable to make it sustainable. So that's why I decided to just give it a shot. Well, tell us about that process of then going forward and actually building out the van. Like you said, you didn't have a ton of experience. I think a lot of us can relate to that. Um, And so how did you then just sort of jump into it and end up making this, this really beautiful build out in the end? Well, I did a lot of research. I feel like people don't really talk about how much time that takes, but I would say a couple months of just pouring through blogs and YouTube videos and um, asking other people I knew about, you know, their experience and just kind of putting my nose to the grindstone and figuring out exactly what I was looking for. That took a lot of time before I actually um, decided that this was something that I could even do and actually purchase a vehicle. So I think that what people don't really know is that part of the build process is like that month or two or years or however long it takes a person just to do the research and figure out exactly what it's going to take to build something out. And it's going to be so different for every single person, depending on budget and time and whatever personal needs they have. So yeah, I spent at least all of December last year trying to figure out exactly what I was looking for. I watched uh, on your Instagram feed, I watched two like saved Instagram stories that showed like the whole build out Mm -hmm. process, uh, or at least a lot of it. And you detailed this kind of the highs, some of the lows, some of the trials and tribulations (laughs) of building this out. And like, I think folks may have kind of a notion of maybe how easy or difficult it might be to actually build out a space that's fairly small, but this is an extremely intricate job. Can you walk us through a little bit of like, you had to teach yourself carpentry, there's electrical, you're laying down all sorts of stuff. And as someone who also doesn't know basically anything about this process, it seemed extremely involved (laughs) to me. It is, yes. You can only plan out so much before you get started, of course, and you have to be really flexible about your finished product because it's it's not going to go the way that you plan, especially if you don't really know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so just starting with like the basic layout is kind of um, a good place to start and just figuring out exactly where you want things to go, how you need to store things. You have to kind of know what your needs are. Like, do you need to fit a a bicycle in there? Do you want to have like a huge electrical system? Do you want to have, you know, a water pump? All these things kind of have to come into consideration before you figure out your layout. So even though it seems fun to just start drawing things out, you you really have to know generally the entire process before you can figure out what your layout's going to be. So it's pretty involved and you, you have to just be really flexible and allow things to, to change and to be altered in the process once you figure out, oh, that's not going to work or I didn't you know plan for that or allow space for that. So now I have to go back and redesign it a little bit. And, and did you make all of your plans on your own or is there some book out there where you can just go buy the Ford Transit 2019 build-out kit? 
<laughs> no, there's no book. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny because, um, you know, obviously there's way more information than there ever used to be. So it's not like you're left completely out on your own. There are some blogs that that do kind of lay out what you sh- what you should do. There's there's one specifically called the Far Out Ride. They had a a Ford Transit. So I actually followed a lot of what they did, but also you know <clears throat> changed some things up a bit and altered the electrical quite a bit. But there are plenty of resources out there. But each each person kind of just takes you know, different steps, no build is going to be exactly the same. So I think it's just kind of a process of gathering all that information and having it at your disposal and then making what you want out of all that information. (laughs) So it is really nice that there are people out there that you, you can turn to, to ask questions because there will be so many questions, like never ending questions <laughs> throughout the process um, and a lot of trial and error. So um, just being open to the fact that it's not going to go perfectly is really important in this process and you're going to make mistakes for sure. So you started building this out last December. How long did it take until you felt like the, the build out was complete? So I started the planning process in December and then I bought the vehicle right before year's end. And then I probably started mid January and I finished around June. So it was about six months of working on it pretty consistently, almost every day. I think that was the the time period too. when a lot of outdoor places were closed anyway. So yeah. <laughs> it seems like a pretty good time um, this year of all years to be embarking on a big project like that. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I wasn't working that much and um, there really wasn't much else to do. I couldn't see people. I couldn't go on adventures with people. So it was the perfect time for a giant project. So once you finished your van in June, I imagine it was like, okay, let's get this baby on the road. Yeah. <laughs> so where did you where did you go first? What was your first plan? plan was to head towards Colorado because I had a friend there, but I went to Idaho and did some backpacking and then, you know, swung through a couple other places in Colorado before I ended up uh, visiting my friend in Colorado Springs. And it was beautiful. I just, you know, spent time in the mountains and I was by myself the whole time, uh, just going on little adventures and, you know, staying safe from other people because of the pandemic. It was a really good time actually to just kind of be out on my own and not really seeing people. But um, it definitely, it got a little bit lonely and it does get a little bit lonely, a little lonely out there, you know, just being by myself and my dog. But it was also extremely exciting and like embarking on a whole new life, really. Once you had your van out there on the road, um, I mean, you talked before about like really in the design, wanting to know what you need, you know, what's going to be important to you. Did you find that everything that you had planned for worked out pretty well? Or were there some things that you felt like, okay, I might do something differently. I might, you know, change things up a little bit in the design. I feel like I planned out pretty well, but um, there were a couple of things that I wish I had done a little bit differently. Like the bench seats aren't extremely comfortable for working. So I often end up working in bed, which probably isn't really good for 
my productivity or my back. (laughs) (laughs) And my toilet system is just a cassette toilet. And I think um, maybe the composting toilets are probably quite a bit better because the cassette toilets are really gross (laughs) to empty. (laughs) So I just try not to ever have to use it. (laughs) But everything has actually... Uh, worked out pretty well. You know, every once in a while, something will kind of go wrong. But the nice thing is that I mostly know how to fix everything because I I built it myself. So I know how to kind of troubleshoot the issues that I have. That's so cool. Uh, And so cool that you learned all of those skills in this process. It's inspiring for those of us who, you know, also don't have the skills to do that, uh, or at least don't think they do. So no, yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm no expert, but it was cool to learn how all of these things work. And it's definitely not anything I ever thought I would want to do or be able to do, but it's really cool to know how to do it for the future if I ever want to do this again. Well, yeah. I I mean, and I will say you should give yourself maybe a a little more credit than you are. When I was watching those Instagram videos, you you looked very adept at what you were doing. I would have never guessed that this was the first time that you had done something like this. So I was very impressed for what it's worth. But anyway, Brooke, we want to hear a little bit more about this build out, including maybe some tips for folks who are dreaming of their own project in 2021. But first, we're going to take a short break. All right, folks, we are back talking with Brooke Weber about her van build out and vehicle build outs in general. So, Brooke, a lot of people dream about building out their car or buying a new one to make, you know, their ideal adventure vehicle. You've lived the dream, so to speak. What advice do you have for people who are doing a little scheming this time of year? Well, I just want to express the fact that it's not this like perfect lifestyle (laughs) Um, and there are a million different ways to do it as well. So just know that it comes with its, its challenges and its problems. Like I've tried to cover that a little bit in my Instagram, just to be totally real with people that there are aspects of it that are extremely challenging. And so just (laughs) Don't have like super high expectations because things are going to be hard, just like with any Mm -hmm. lifestyle. It's not all perfect. Also, just do it your own way. I mean, there's not one way to live the van life or whatever, however you want to put it. A lot of what we see out there on Instagram is just these really perfect builds, these, you know, Mercedes sprinters with four by four is going off road into the the crazy wilderness. Well, it's just not all like that. And um, a lot of people get really inexpensive vehicles, like older vans and build them out for cheap. And they still have a great time just as much as anybody else. But aesthetically, it just might not look as, as beautiful, you know, for the Instagram. So just you know, don't be hindered by, by budget because you can, you can do it on a low budget as well. What I love about this, uh, sort of style of adventuring, you know, we, Jim and I, we talked about car camping before and just, you know, rolling up to a campsite and we talked about the importance of bringing some of those comfort items with you, you know, blankets and pillows and that kind of stuff. 
And this is kind of that to an extreme where you're Mm -hmm. still camping, you're still out in nature, um, but you really have a lot of that comfort around you. Um, Mm -hmm. You're able to bring your dog um, and have an indoor area. I imagine that really opens up the, the sort of freedom you have to explore some of these places. You don't have to worry about sleeping in a tent and like the wind and the cold up in the mountains, for example. Um, I, I'm just curious. I mean, do you, I, I want to hear a little bit more about, you know, some of these places you've been this year with the van and how maybe that's sort of opened up your, your adventuring and your experiences. One of my favorite things about living in the van is actually going to a location and staying there for, you know, five days to a week, which is something that I never would have had time for before because every time you go on a road trip, right, you're just trying to kind of pack it all in. You want to go see all the places. So you're never really in one place for a significant amount of time. So what's really nice about being in the van is you can just come upon a place and think, this is amazing. I love this view. I have full cell service. I can get work done here. You can just stay there for as long as you want, you know, as long as the food doesn't run out or as long as you still have water or what have you. Um, so that's been really the best experience in this whole process. There were a couple spots where I just sat there with beautiful mountain views and I just worked and we just kind of hiked around the area. We never drove the van out of there for five days. And that was really nice. Yeah, I love that. I mean, you're right. I feel like as kind of your standard weekend warrior, I'm always in and out so fast. I've got an objective or an idea or a place I want to be. I go there, I do whatever that thing is, and then I'm right back the way I came. And it would be nice to linger a little bit. I got to say, I got to say. So what are you scheming for 2021? Any big plans coming up? Well, I haven't done this in the winter yet, so I'm a little bit yeah. nervous, honestly, um, because winter feels really long, <laughs> so, and it's really dark, um, and one of the challenges I definitely had uh, right before I got home was that, you know, it's getting dark at four thirty, five o'clock, and then you kind of have to figure out what to do with the next five hours, right, um, and so you eat dinner, and then you're kind of like, now what do I do? Or maybe I'll just watch a show and then it's 6.30 still and you, you're kind of ready for bed. <laughs> um, so just kind of figuring out a routine from like when the sun goes down till the time I actually want to go to bed is something that I've been thinking a lot about. Like how can I keep myself busy, productive, preoccupied, not just like heading straight into mm-hmm. bed to just binge watch mm-hmm. Netflix. <laughs> well, and especially in a time too, Brooke, where going to the local bar or going into, you know, a gym to mm-hmm. work out or run laps around a track or go swim or whatever, maybe isn't something that, you know, is recommended or you feel comfortable doing. I know I've run into that. Yeah. It, it feels really different being inside a van in the winter at night and being inside a house because inside a house, you kind of feel like you have all this space to kind of roam around and and get stuff done. But in the van, you really don't have that kind of space. So you have to get really creative with your time. Yeah. I can imagine getting almost a little claustrophobic in there at times too, especially this time of year. Yeah. So I am a little bit, you know, worried about that, thinking about that, how to attack that problem. But yeah, other than that, I don't know. I'm, 
hoping to head to the desert because it seems like maybe that would be, even though it's still cold at night, it's going to be warmer during the day and I'll still have sun. So, you know, I'll get all the solar energy I need to power all of my appliances and stuff. So I'm going to head that direction, I think at some point, and also hoping to uh, get some skiing in Colorado too. So I don't have any specific plans and that's kind of the nice thing about van life and also kind of the um, frustrating thing about van life is every day you kind of feel like you have to make a new decision about where you're going to be and where you're going to go and where you're going to sleep. And um, so there's never a shortage of, of decision making. I kind of love that, that, way of living though of saying like well you know well it's winter so i'm gonna go to the desert maybe get a little bit more sun and you know Mm -hmm. there's still snow on the mountains so i'm gonna go in that direction kind of just moving with the seasons and moving with your needs and desires there's something like i don't want to over romanticize it but there's something that's really romantic about that and i really like that oh yeah the flexibility is is really really nice because you can kind of turn around on a at a moment's notice and go do something else if you want to or if a snowstorm is coming, maybe you just drive away <laughs> you know, if you can. So, Brooke, before we let you go, uh, share with us, if you would, kind of one obscure, one or two obscure, you know, van life, vehicle life, on the road tricks or tips that you've learned that maybe, you know, someone who hasn't done this before might not think of. Well, probably a lot of people know about this, but there are a few apps that can help you find places to camp. And my favorite is iOverlander. And it's a basically, you know, a community sourced app. So if you go to a place and you camp there and it's great, you can kind of upload your location to the app and other people will be able to find it. And there's reviews and all of that. So it's just incredibly helpful when kind of every day you have to find a new place to sleep. It's just nice to have some help there. (laughs) So you're not always sleeping, you know, in Walmart parking lots or what have you. (laughs) Um, I do think a lot of people know about those, but if you don't, it is super duper helpful. Um, Yeah. And there are even places on there that are free campgrounds that have toilets. And those are usually the ones that I like the best. For me personally, I prefer to be camping around other people. I know a lot of people really like to be out there in the middle of nowhere and that's great, but just being like a solo female on the road, I just really prefer to have other people around. So I tend to go places that I think will be a little bit more popular because of that. So that app really helps, you know, helps me find those places. That's great, Brooke. You've given so much good advice for people and um, I'm sure a great inspiration um, for anyone who wants to follow in your footsteps. Uh, Folks can see photos, uh, videos of Brooke's van and her other just awesome nature photography um, at her Instagram page. That is Brooke underscore Weber, W-E-E-B-E-R. Brooke, thank you so much for coming on and talking with us today. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Jamie, uh, I, I say all the time, like one of the best things about this job is talking to people who are just so clearly passionate about what they do. And this interview was a perfect example of that.
Yeah, and Jim, I could hear like some of the passion in your voice <laughs> as well. But, like you mentioned it a few times, but this definitely seems like something that like you've dreamt about that you would love to do someday. Are you like ready now to like get a van, drop your rent, and go start living the van life? I have done a number of what you could consider alternative living situations over the years. Uh, and I've kind of schemed for a long time about doing a van based setup. And for a number of reasons, I haven't made the choice to fully jump into that. Uh, and I don't know if I ever will. Uh, but it always intrigues me. And it's like, hmm, could I make that work? I think right now, one of the reasons why I am not really pursuing that super actively is because of working from home and just the thought of being in one very small space all day is quite intimidating to me. I have like a pretty hard rule of like, don't work in bed. Like it just, just doesn't (laughs) work well for me. Like I get aggro pretty fast if I'm like trying to work in bed for an extended period of time. And, you know, that would be hard, but, you know, someday maybe we're back in, in the office, but then you're in the office and you're tied to a location. So it's like <laughs> you, you, you do have to make a concession if you want to live the lifestyle. You can really hear the difficulties and the challenges yeah. of this just in your deliberations right here. You know, I, this is something that like, uh, like you said, the, the space, the small space was a sort of a no go for me. Um, but I really, really enjoy living vicariously, um, through people like Brooke on her Instagram. I've, I've been following her journey this year and it's just been so fun to just see what she's doing and to just sort of let her live this life and live through it. It's just been a blast. Yeah. And super, super fun to connect with her as well. So, folks, until next time, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram at Peak Northwest and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details, of course, at OregonLive.com slash pod support. This episode of the show was produced by me, Jim Ryan, alongside Jamie Hale and Elliot Noose. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen. <laughs>